1: Wanted. I've been waiting 23 years to say that. All right. Well, I'm going to start the show right off so that we can just dive right in because I've got stuff to say. This is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And I'm going to give a, a spoiler alert for like the rest of the episode. Uh, it, I watched this episode the day before yesterday as we record this. Not as you listen to this, obviously. Uh, if I didn't have the summary in front of me, I would forget most of this episode. So that should tell you something about where this is gonna go. So it's you know.
0: it I'm not gonna lie. this like because I watched this last week mm-hmm. and I had to like kind of speed skim through it because yeah. I, I, I had to watch it twice because I started watching it because mm-hmm. I thought we were gonna record neck like last week. yeah and uh, I fell asleep halfway through it. Mm-hmm. And then, so I woke up and I watched the other half. I had to back it up a little bit. I'm like, wait, what? And mm-hmm. it's,
1: yeah, it's a, this was kind of a rough we'll ta- one. We'll talk about it because this is an episode that should have worked for me. And as I just gave away, kind of doesn't, but uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, this episode is season two, episode 12. It is titled, Aubrey. It was written by Sarah B. Charno, but uh, it had a lot of input from Glenn Morgan and James Wong, uh, and it was directed by Rob Bowman. Uh, there is a guest star, several folks may recognize uh, Terry O'Quinn, who is uh, an actor, folks. Uh, Oh, now I'm blanking on his, like, oh, from Lost. Yes, I was like, I know he's from something very, very popular, and I completely blanked on where he was from. But he is in this episode. Um, Oh,
0: he is. I totally did not catch that.
1: Yes, because he is, uh, has some of his hair still in this episode, and he has a mustache in this episode, and he's, uh, very famously now, anyway, people recognize him because he's he's bald and clean shaven and uh, the hair. I kept looking at him for the whole episode going, I know who this guy is. And then I had to like look up his name and I was like, okay, now I, yep. All right. So trying to see if there's anything else I want to mention about it before we dive in. It doesn't look like it um i will call out one fun thing about the episode because i can't remember where it falls in the plot um like where specifically in the episode it happens but it did make me think of you and uh in this show <laughs> at one point scully has a hunch or uh yeah scully has a hunch oh. and Mulder <laughs> says to her uh, what's that? A hunch? And she's like, yeah, just a hunch. She's like, well, you know, hunches can be pretty wild. And she's like, yeah, I know. You've had some yourself that have seemed to pan out. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I was uh, like, I was like, how many times on this show do we just say Mulder is right because he's Mulder? He doesn't yeah, even need it. <laughs> pretty much,
0: but like the other the other thing because it comes up a, like two or three times in this that made me laugh was someone had like the initials like hj or something uh bj bj yeah, it was bj and mm-hmm. like the first time they they talk about it like <laughs> fox is Mulder's just like, is like well a... i've always i've I've always wanted to hang out with meet someone that was named bj
1: i think he what was it it was even dirtier than that actually so it, it was I... pretty dirty but i couldn't remember said, the exact uh... line Uh, it was something like, Oh, I have always had a fondness for women named BJ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That got me pretty good too. That was one of the better parts of the episode. Um, I've always had a fondness for women named BJ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, the, the title of the episode is Aubrey, which also is the name of the town that this entire episode takes place in. It's in uh, Missouri, And, uh, BJ, her name is Betty June, but they call her, uh, BJ, BJ Morrow. Um, she goes into the office of this other police officer, uh, Lieutenant Brian Tillman. And she's like, Hey, uh, you know how we like have been fucking behind your wife's back? Uh, I'm pregnant. So, um, He's like, okay, well, meet me at this address and we'll talk about it. And, uh, you think he's giving her the address of an abortion clinic, but it's a a motel. And, um, but they're going to talk about an abortion. You can tell. And so she, you know, is driving there uh, and she goes and she talks to him. Um, no, they didn't even talk in the episode. Like she She got to the door. Oh, that's right. He doesn't even show up. She drives there and she gets to the hotel, the motel door, and that's when she has that uh, vision about a murder and she goes and digs up the skeleton. Yes. I told you if I didn't have this freaking thing in front of me, I would have trouble remembering the details.
0: Well, like, Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but man, there's one very weird detail about this episode that just bugged the shit out of me, and I'm going to say it now. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of this episode, and I may have missed it, uh, throughout, in, like, you think the pregnancy, and even in the synopsis of this episode, they talk about her being pregnant. It has and almost
1: like, nothing to do with the episode this, at all. It's
0: only in the beginning of this, and then nothing ever comes about it. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, okay, what was the point of that little subplot? That never, like... It,
1: it, we'll talk about it at the end. It... Yeah. It comes in at the very end, but you're right. It's not like it has anything that resolves or has anything to do with What's anything. What's happening,
0: because that... I assumed when they said that he was pregnant, I was like, okay, uh, with the way this goes, by the way this is ending I up being... I think you
1: missed... Uh, it has something to do with it. We'll talk about it. It comes yeah. in closer to the end. Um... So anyway, uh, Mulder and Scully get wind of this uh, because the the bones that BJ dug up are the remains of this FBI agent f- uh, named Tim Ledbetter from uh, 1942. And he was in Aubrey because back in 1942, there were these... Um, what they then in the 40s called stranger killings. Uh, we now know them as serial killings, but back in the 40s, uh, they didn't have a concept. Everybody still believed that murder was only committed if you knew who the people were and there was a connection and most they didn't know about serial killings, but I could go into the whole history of serial killings, but I'm not gonna. I say <laughs> we I say we have that for a different episode where we just do we just do nothing but weird. Cr- actually, yeah. Well, like there's actually th- this is a so, total side tangent, but there is a TV show on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Uh, Leanne and I started to watch it. Uh, but the first two episodes weren't great, and we bailed. But I've since heard we bailed too early because it gets a lot better. Uh, it's called Mind Hunter, and it's about. I made it through the first season. Did you like the whole first season?
0: It's 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 one of those shows where, and I hate to say it like this, but. It's one of those shows because people have said this about Ozarks, and mm-hmm. I bailed on that after four episodes because mm-hmm. I was just not digging. Hey, it's what not it for was, you. Yeah, it's not for me. It's a lot of people mm-hmm. love it. I was just like I had a hard time keeping my attention. I okay. watched the first, I watched the first couple episodes of Mindhunter when that first came out, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. I don't know what if something came about it. But I watched three episodes and then I bailed. And I couldn't tell you why, couldn't tell you why not. And then it wasn't until earlier this year or no, last year, like late last year where I was talking with a girl mm-hmm. and we were talking about Mindhunter and I went back to finished it. It's fine. It's just, it's a slog. It really it's is. Dry, it's, it's, it's dry. It has some really interesting stuff, but to get there, it's the same problem I have with a lot of shows that are like, you just have to suffer through the first... And I could be wrong mm-hmm. for me personally, but they, it's, they say you have to get through like the majority of this to really get into it. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time.
1: That's a lot. I don't like it when people say you have to get through this much of something to... If it doesn't hook me... it does. Anyway, the whole point yeah. of that tangent was Hunter is about the agents within the FBI who started really profiling and trying to understand the idea of serial killers. Yeah, It's an interesting concept. I Mm -hmm. just, just don't, I honestly, if you like, even
0: now I couldn't tell you heads or tails about the the first season. Mm. All
1: right. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, back to this, uh, episode, uh, So yeah, they head off uh, because they're FBI and the reason it's Mulder and Scully instead of any other agents in the FBI is because she just happened to dig these bones up in the middle of the field and Mulder's like, well, that's a little weird that she just happened to be out in the middle of a field in the middle of the night, digging up these bones, and not only that, not only that, but her statement—I remember this—was her, her statement, statement didn't too, make much sense.
0: Yeah, it made no sense. It's like mm-hmm. I a dog was barking, so I I went and looked at what the dog was barking, and yeah. that's when I found it. And he's just like this. It's like with no lights, even with a with like a headlight in the middle of the night. You really think she'd be, look at the one spot? it was spot.
1: super far from the road. And, yeah. yeah, so that was the whole. So Mulder was like, this is not – there's something weird. Number one, here's a dead FBI agent, so we have, like, this cold case. Number two, this is fucking weird and spooky, so I'm going to go check it out. Three, her um, name's BJ. Three, her name is BJ, which is literally <laughs> – yes, which is a legitimate thing. He he literally wants to go because her name is BJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love Mulder so much sometimes. He's such a perv. He is. (laughs) So anyway, um, of course, uh, Tillman uh, is trying to defend her because he obviously doesn't want anybody to, like, give her a hard time because of this baby thing. Uh, He doesn't want anybody to find that out. So um, Mulder is explaining... Uh, to, well, no, oh, excuse me. No, they, they bring the bones back to the crime lab and they are like, okay, back in the day, there were these murders. Uh, all the victims had the word sister carved onto their chest. Um, do you think this guy had sister... You know, and they they explain something about like he cut deep enough to nick the rib cages of his victims so not come... nick it like
0: it like literally was like carved in somehow like the well, knife it wasn't was... like
1: the whole word yeah. in the rib cage, obviously it was just bits and pieces of the letters and um Tillman comes in and he's like, wait a minute, give me that. how did you? Because they're looking at old crime photos, and he thinks they're looking at new crime photos. Uh, He's like, give me that. Like, how did you – you weren't supposed to – this is evidence. This This is sealed. Yeah, and it turns out that the reason he's so mad is because he and his uh, partner literally just got a – Murder that was a young woman with the word sister carved in her chest. And he thinks they're like looking at evidence of a new case that isn't even like knowledge within the department, except for these two agents or two detectives rather. And they're like, no, no, this is like a 50 year old case at this point. And he's like, wait, what? What the fuck? And then they look at um the... Uh, Sam Chaney, I guess. Did I say, I called him Tim Ledbetter. That was a different name in here. I'm reading. Okay. The agent was Sam Chaney, I guess the dead guy. And, uh, they find out that he had the word brother carved into his chest. Yeah. Cause freaking BJ
0: comes in and like puts her hand over the remains and just was like, no, he had brother. It's a mm-hmm. brother.
1: Like, and then they, fu- and then they, it matches on the computer screen with like the cuts in his rib cage or something. Yeah, some weird freaking thing. Um. And then BJ leaves to like go barf because she's got morning sickness, and Scully realizes she has morning sickness and is like, "Oh, you're pregnant, huh?" And she's like, "Yeah." Uh yada yada and we find out um you know like I said Tillman has talked about this new murder with sister on the chest and BJ looks at the picture of the new lady and is like oh my god I I saw her in my dream there was like a man with like a rash on his face and um there was like a building in the background and Mulder's like, "Oh, a, a building, could you describe it?" and she's like, "Well, yeah, I could draw it for you and it's this weird it's uh, like a circle building. and a
0: triangle."
1: Yeah, it's it I guess it was like a famous building that they put up at the 1939 World's Fair called the Trilon and the or maybe it was a monument of some kind. Uh anyway, it was called the Trilon and the Paris Sphere. And it was from the 1939 World's Fair. So now Mulder's like, oh, she's like seeing old stuff in her visions and maybe this man with the rash on his face. So they go through old mugshots, and BJ's like, that's him. That's the guy right there. And his name is Harry Coakley. And he was arrested in 1945 for raping a woman named Linda Thibodeau and slashing sister on her chest. So he was the killer back then. Um, And so Scully now is like, well, maybe she like recalled the case. Uh, Her father was a a cop. Maybe he said something about it. Maybe she just remembers hearing about it. And Mulder's like, uh, okay, maybe she just, or maybe she like had a real vision So they go out to visit this guy, Coakley, thinking that this elderly dude is the new killer, too. But they show up with an air tank attached to him. Yeah, they show up. He's got an oxygen tank, which he's smoking around, by the way. He's got he's using an oxygen tank and still smoking. And if you've ever been to the house of somebody that uses an oxygen tank, you don't smoke around them. They are explodable.
0: Yeah, they, they do not care. <laughs> I know they don't, but it's just crazy.
1: It's like, that could blow up. <sighs> and so, this is another part, too. Uh, when they're in Coakley's home, he's like, Oh, goddammit, look at me. I'm like, I can't even leave my house without that oxygen tank. And they're like, yeah, but you, you murdered a woman back in 1945. He's like, yeah. And the doctors said I was sick and they gave me some pills and I served my time and now I'm better. I'm like. The- maybe back in the 40s this is a thing, but like serial killers don't get out of prison. <laughs> they it's stay for- there.
0: Yeah, I don't. Maybe. Unless you plead like insanity or something like that.
1: I like- mean, even Ed Gein, who only. Uh, only, quote unquote, uh, because you don't only. Only, No matter how many people you murder, it's terrible, but Ed Gein o- only killed one or two people, and he spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even, like, do these crazy—I mean, he did crazy shit with, like, corpses that he dug up, but he didn't do, like, these—like, this guy Coakley with the crazy, like, carving into people's chests and stuff after he murdered—so, whatever. Uh, weird. So— Uh, Now they're like, okay, um, well, maybe it was him. Uh, He did get released from prison, but he's like, nope, uh, trust me, I was here. Can't leave my house without my oxygen tank. I sat here all night and watched TV, and I can tell you, everything I watched while I was you know basically they could have gone back through the TV guide and found out he wasn't lying and then kept hitting on Scully and he kept hitting on Scully kept calling her little sister which is and he's got like this weird facial skin condition and everything and um so at this point there's also an Another somewhere in here. It was either before they went and visited, was it before or after they went and visited? Well, when BJ had her second Co- one, yeah, when they that happened. The woman- that
0: happened. That happened next, where she goes to bed, she wakes up, sees the guy with the rash in the corner, and has yeah. sister mm-hmm. on her chest, and then mm-hmm. randomly breaks into someone's house to into their basement, pulls up the floorboards
1: where. They and finds where... more bones, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that's the other missing agent. That's the agent yes. Ledbetter that was missing. Okay. Yeah. Because there was another murder in here, too, that happened. It was the girl at the bottom of the pool.
0: The girl at the bottom of the pool was this one. This is the girl at the bottom of the pool because they built a house over it or uh, or some... no. No, because the, the, no, the one in the basement
1: was... is Coakley. There's yeah. like another – there's an extra murder in here somewhere. And it doesn't say in my thing I'm holding in front of me or looking at right now where that murder happened. That must have in been – that's somewhere so it in was between, before, I think. Yeah, I guess it was either before they went and visited Coakley or right after they went and visited Coakley. There's like this other murder – um, but but the main thing is like they brought her back and they
0: kept talking to her it's like wait what man and they show her a line of photos from and she the picks 40s. Coakley again yeah yeah she and picks that's Coakley. when Mulder's
1: yeah. like uh she just picked a picture of a young man and clearly Coakley is an old dude yeah and but they go arrest him anyway and bring him in. And he's like, nope, wasn't me. Like, I'm, look, and again, rightfully so, is like, look at me. Like, seriously, like, look at me. I'm ridiculously old. I have to carry this huge oxygen tank around my house. You think I'm getting out of my house and like lugging this thing? And again, that's when Mulder is like, yeah and it's weird that she saw like a young dude and she picked him based on a young picture of him and that's when
0: they find out that one of coakley's victims from the second time around lived lived so they Mm. decided to go chat with her about her experience and what went down and why yep. was she picked
1: that was uh that was the uh Linda Thibodeau I mentioned earlier who finally he got arrested for attacking her yeah um and th- so they go to her house and she's uh like you know uh how does Mulder come up with his stupid friggin theory again I can't remember the, 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 the- well that that the theory.
0: The, the, this I this is the other part that Bill was like fucking because they talked to her,
1: mm-hmm. but that this is where Mulder is like oh when you were raped you had a ch or was it Scully maybe that fig- so so what so what happened was
0: they talked to her and they realize mm-hmm. that BJ, I remember now yeah.
1: I remember now because yeah. Mulder sees the photo in her house of the 1939 World's Fair and it's got that pointed thing with the round it's the thing she saw in her vision that monument yeah. from the World Fair and so they're like oh what you know when you were raped you had a child right and she's like yeah and I couldn't deal with like they You know, my husband and everybody was like, oh, you should raise it. But I couldn't stand having like an evil child. So I put that child up for adoption. And here's the, you know, name of the adoption agency. But if you ever find out what happened to that child, like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah. And so they find the kid. And it turns out the kid was adopted by... Somebody named Morrow, and it turns out that the uh, son of Coakley is BJ's father. Yes. And this is when Mulder is like, oh, um BJ is the killer, and the reason well, she This It's Scully that does
0: this, because it's the... Idea of predisposition well, of being
1: a serial killer. Mulder and, comes up with it first. Oh, does uh, he? Yes, because I remember this because it involves his sunflower seeds, uh, <laughs> and we always and we've talked about how like his sunflower oh, seeds. Oh, yeah recur- Okay. Because they're sitting on the cat, and she's like, "Okay, well." He's like, "What if she is a killer?" And actually, somewhere in here, he also noticed. I got to back up for a minute. There is, there was a clue before this that it was probably her. And I only just remembered it just now. Uh, Mulder noticed she was starting to get a weird skin rash on her hand. And then when they arrested Coakley, he noticed that the rash on BJ's hand matched the one on Coakley's hand. Um, so that's when he's like, look, maybe like she has this weird genetic memory that is making her kill. Like I eat these sunflower seeds, but actually he tells it better than that. He says something about like, you know, sometimes Scully, I'd like have a nightmare that I was the only person left alive in the world and I would jolt out of my sleep convinced that that was a real nightmare and I was the only person left and then I would hear a sound. This sound. And he cracks... on. It's kind of a nice story about like a father-son... And then he cracks down on the sunflower seed and goes... And that was my father eating sunflowers in the other room. And that's how I knew I wasn't the only person alive in the world. So now I eat all these sunflower seeds. But do I like sunflower seeds because they remind me of my father or do i like them because he liked them and therefore like i am genetically made to like sunflowers see like do i like them cuz they're a memory that like makes me feel good about my dad or because i really like them on a genetic level yeah so um and that's when scully agrees you're right she agrees she goes well and she talks about genetic predisposition and the idea that, you know, mental illness can be inherited and all that stuff. And not only that, but it could also have the
0: ability to skip a generation.
1: Right. Which would explain why uh, BJ's father was like a good guy and like, you know, not a, a heinous murderer. Right. And so they're like, well, we got to go. And they jump up to go get BJ out. And in the meantime, we go back to Mrs. Thibodeau's house and BJ is in the house and she is full on in killer mode and she has the same rash all over her face and hands and she's like attacking Mrs. Thibodeau like, you got to pay little sister. With
0: with like a Sweeney
1: Todd style razor. Yes. And, um... But she's like she's saying all this stuff that's almost uh, because we also found out somewhere in there that part of the reason that Coakley guy was a murderer was because he was like raised in this abusive household where like he was the child that was forced to take all the punishment because he was the oldest child. And then like it turned him into a rage killer that like took out his rage at being the child that got punished on everybody else or some shit. So BJ's walking, you know, BJ is like, you got to pay little sister. Someone's got to take the punishment and it's not going to be me. And Mrs. Thibodeau rips open the top of her shirt where she's got sister written on her chest in scars because she sees that BJ has sister scars on her chest and that makes um bj like pause she's like oh god i you know she stops and then it kind of cuts to Mulder and scully arriving and they find mrs thibodeau but bj is not there and they're like where did she go and uh, turns out she went to coakley's house um so they're like oh be, he, you know he's the next target she's gonna go kill him instead and so they go to his house and she's uh there and she cuts his oxygen tubes and attacks him with the razor and uh Mulder goes in and is attacked by BJ and she threatens to cut his throat but Scully and Detective Tillman come in And they make her stop. And she surrenders because Coakley dies. And then at the end, we get another Scully wrap-up where she's like, you know, she was committed to this hospital. Uh, She's been on suicide watch for like three days after she tried to self-abort her child. Oh, here's where the pregnancy came back in. Somewhere in Scully's report, she says maybe the hormonal changes of pregnancy brought on this psychosis or unlocked this some weird shit about some weird vague crap. Some it's really thrown in there at the end of like, maybe her pregnancy caused her to unlock these genetic memories of being a murderer. I don't, that makes no sense. And it ends with her in a padded room, rubbing her belly. And that's the end.
0: Yeah. Like I said, like the whole, for, like I went into this with a completely different mindset because of how hard they were going into the pregnancy bit. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh, Cause halfway through, I'm like, okay, so she's getting these murderous rampages because the baby's doing it. Like I thought that's where right. it, it was, would go. And like. it
1: leaves you kind of on a note of like, okay, she has this kid, and maybe it skips a generation. But like, if that kid grows up and has a kid, is this going to happen again? And it's not. Yeah. Honestly, though, like this was a extremely. As much as I like the idea, mm-hmm. like I'm with you
0: because a lot of this stuff should have worked. Like on paper
1: there's a lot of good ideas in this episode yeah it really
0: is yeah but watching it it's like it failed in so many different areas and just yeah. felt rushed not only
1: rushed I, but like just a thinly put together yeah and i can't quite put my finger on exactly what's wrong with it beyond just a vague feeling of like it didn't Despite, like, I like the idea of somebody inheriting the exact motive, uh, exact motives and mannerisms of, like, a relative who was a serial killer and uh, stuff like that. But, for whatever reason, it didn't hold my attention. The execution yeah. didn't work for some reason.
0: I've seen a couple films where they've done a better job. Mm-hmm. Of that kind of like like of that kind of stuff, sure. Um, they weren't necessarily good films, but they did a, a they had a better idea of how to get that across. And this just felt like mm-hmm. it was such a throwaway. Like, like they could have done something with it, but they didn't. And then they were like, "Oh, by the way, yeah, she tried to self abort," and, yep. and it's just like, "Okay, whatever." Like. I highly doubt we're going to see this play out in a later episode where it's like, it's the son (laughs) or daughter or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I give this pretty low. It's like a C minus for me.
1: Yeah, I'm slightly above that, but I mean only slightly. I was going to give this a C like it's very there's nothing wrong with with it wrong with it like it's not and i'm gonna keep coming back to this for as long it's not space it's not like a total disaster of an episode it probably Um, like
0: i think what saved it for me was the bj jokes from scully
1: from Mulder. there's there's some good like i said there's some good stuff in it But ultimately, it falter, and so I it ends up being like an average, sort of forgettable episode.
0: Yeah, it really just falls by the wayside. Yeah, it's it's like whatever. It is what it is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But definitely not, definitely not as up there Mm -hmm. as some of the other ones.
1: Yep. All right. Well, next time the episode is going to be irresistible. Uh, I'll give a little bit away. It is one of the only episodes that doesn't deal with the supernatural at all. But it also deals with something very uncomfortable. So it's still... I can't remember... I can't remember the exact quality of the episode. Like, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I remember the subject matter. So at least... I think it's pretty good, but I also thought the same thing about this one till I rewatched it, so we'll see. <laughs>
0: so, I'm very curious.
1: Yeah. All right, that's it till next time. Bye. Later. Oh.